Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed, and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek, how are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. Good, good, that's that's out of the way. Um... <laughs> Been up to anything in particular? Um, well, I went to Isle of Wight last week and I was involved in an incident. What, were the police involved? No, but the emergency services were. The RNLI? No, I was I was at home and I thought I'd, I'd just fancy relaxing when you go home and I thought I'd read a book and I'd lay back in my bed and exact, the house. exact moment my the neighbour decided to start angle grinding in his garden <clears throat> so I thought this is typical for me everywhere I go I'm haunted by builders so I walked down to the beach and I found a nice bench and there was no one there it's a beautiful day the sun was out I opened my Kindle I read two paragraphs and I heard cries for help coming from the beach so, immediately, I put my book down. I ran towards the beach and saw an old lady who had fallen over and a dog jumping around. And, uh, and I asked if she was all right. She'd slipped and broken her ankle. Oh, dear. Quite badly. And you could see it was, like, just the wrong way. Oh. And this stupid little pug dog she had was just <laughs> jumping all over the leg. So, you know, just, you know, just because I didn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So I I was straining the dog and I thought I said oh, I'll call in, asked if she was in if she was okay and all that business and I thought I'll call an ambulance and it's a strange thing do I call nine 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 or one 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 What's one 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 is a non emergency service. Well, if she's broken her ankle, if she's sat there, that's an emergency. Well, I called one one one. She's fine. Because I thought nine nine. It's just, just it, I called one one one. Got put on hold and this, and she was able to call her daughter. Right. on the beach is limited reception I kept on getting cut off oh god and I said to her can you tell your daughter to phone an ambulance whilst I was on hold because I was ringing for the third time yeah and eventually a daughter arrived about 20 minutes later and, and some other people a couple of other people came to sort of help get some I was holding this really shit jumpy horrible yappy dog mm. trying to stop it from jumping on her and so I couldn't sort of di- and other people gave her blankets and coats and her daughter said oh what you'd be called an ambulance and I said and I thought I asked you to call the ambulance so I looked like a right dick and everyone, everyone looked at me like who's this prick who hasn't even called an ambulance um, 
And then she said, oh, the ambulance people came. And then she gave me the keys to her mum's house. I said, can you just walk the dog back and leave the dog? A complete stranger. Wow. And I thought, this is quite strange because there's about four people here now <laughs> and I look like the least trustworthy. Do you think <laughs> it was, see, it was a see, trap? I could this see, whole thing had been contrived to get you into their house. I it may be, and I could see the other ladies there looking at me, thinking, "Well, you, I definitely wouldn't have let him give him the keys to my house." Yeah. So I was wandering around my town, really pissed off, because I just wanted to have a relax and then read my book. It's like yeah. an hour and a half later, with this pug, <laughs> with a pink collar and a pink coat, looking like some strange uh, homosexual <laughs> dragging his dog who didn't want to be following me yeah. around trying to find his house. And then the dog started breathing funny, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> going to look really... D- I don't Your know why the dog, dog dies yeah. before you get to so the house. So I was house. there, and I was trying to get... I got. The, I found the house, which I couldn't find, to ask these people. And they said, is that your dog? I went, no, it's just some lady's dog. She, and I didn't explain it properly, and they thought, who's this weirdo? It was a terrible afternoon. I was trying to make this horrible pug drink water in this lady's house, and it wouldn't drink it. And I just chucked it in a cage. Was went. it a nice house? I didn't really look round. Okay, well that's probably good. I was good worried that the dog was going to die. Oh, pugs always sound like that, though. They've been bred to not be able to breathe. Yeah, that, that's, so that's what happened to me. That's my drama. <laughs> I didn't feel any... All I felt was pissed off. I wanted to read my book. Well, you were a hero in some ways, but... Um, no, I didn't. I failed to call the ambulance properly. Yeah, you did call the wrong number there. When did you call 111? When did you call 999? Okay, 999, if... For instance, just and this is off the top of my head, an elderly person is severely injured. She wasn't that wasn't that bad. <laughs> Her foot was the wrong way. Well, not really that bad. Um, one one one. I I guess I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't even know about one one one. To be honest, it's to stop people calling nine nine nine. Right. And clogging it up. Right. Huh. Well, I mean, that's not none of that's film related. It's not film related. This is film Fandango, if you haven't already guessed by <laughs> Marek's story of pugs. Um, and before we get on to the films that we have seen, which once again this week include a cinema release and uh, something you've recommended, uh, so thank you for that. Uh, we should mention that we are sponsored by Her Film Project, uh, and you can find out all about them at herfilmproject.com herfilmproject.com uh, or follow Her Film Project on Twitter. Um, they uh, help to promote uh, equality in filmmaking. So uh, if you're interested in such things, and I suggest you should be, uh, or if you're trying to get your film made yourself, then why not give them a visit and see what they can do for you? But you need to, you need to have one person of every nationality... How many countries one, are there? And, and basically, Noah's Ark is but the most equal. Those weren't different nationalities. Those were different animals, weren't they? We have to get the animal from each continent. Oh, I mean, that's easier. They're, what? They're, how many continents are there? Six. You can never have true equality, though, can you? Is that right? Why? We just can't. Why? Because. <laughs> you. You'd have because to, uh, you'd have to have lots of people, and the film would be rubbish. What? You'd have to have one person from every single place in a different nationality. Be about a million people in the film. I think you've got confused between equality and uh, and you know a perfect sample there. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equality is equality of opportunity for people, really. Uh, but never mind. It's, it's it's fine. We can talk about that later. 
All right. Um, you, you have to put a sea line in your film, basically. Broad strokes, that's what it's about. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. <laughs> Is that what John Bon Jovi was thinking about? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're going to talk about some films now. After that slightly uh, confusing cul-de-sac of a conversation. Um, you've been to see a film, Merrick. Yes. What was it? I went to see the controversial L. L. E-double-L-E. Not just the letter L for learner or loser. This is Luc Besson. A Luc Besson film, right? Paul Verhoeven. Shit, you're absolutely right. Um, Paul Verhoeven. So is it one of his sex films, or is it one of his uh, sci-fi dystopian violent films? It is sort of a violent sort of sex film. Oh, okay. Um, It is... I mean, Paul Verhoeven films always have that distinct fear of them. Mm. That uh, I, I try to uh, articulate this. Uh, you, you, you just the idea of the world is slightly warped, and you leave the film always feeling uneasy. And he just almost breaks every equilibrium you ever had. Nothing is normal. Everything is quite. Uh, is that how you describe it? I mean, his films. Uh, uh, total, total Recall Starship Troopers Robocop well this is what I say he's got his sci-fi ones and they are some absolute corkers aren't they I mean everything you've just mentioned there is, is yeah. I think excellent there's some slightly kind of nah it's alright like you know the hollow man um, and then he's got his uh, what I'd call sort of sex thrillers so Basic Instinct is his Showgirls is his <laughs> yeah um, amongst others Hollow Man is kind of both a sci-fi and a sex thriller, and maybe that's where he went wrong. Yeah. Um, but L, you say, is back to sort of violence, sex and violence. Well, it's, I mean, this film's attracted a lot of controversy. Originally, I think he wanted to film in America, but no one would take the lead role, because basically the uh, L, who is the lead character, is raped in an attack at the very opening of the film. I mean, right. it's a sport... It's, you sort of know what that's you get that or... sense from the trailer the trailer is inc- incredibly edited as well yes a great trailer it doesn't give anything away but yeah. you are fascinated by what's about to happen and a lot of people have said that uh, 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 I mean people are giving it five star reviews like Peter Bradshaw who I think from The Guardian who's not my favourite reviewer and then other people said it's a, a horrific film that glorifies uh, rape and it shouldn't have that or you shouldn't have it's very complicated and I think you can never just say it's a film about right you know that's one of the things in it is there's yeah. a lot of co- there's a lot of very complicated odd things going on in this film and it's not a sort of standard film uh, Isabel uh, Huppert plays Elle um, so it's set in, in, in France she is I mean she's got nominated for an Oscar yes. for this film it's an incredible performance and her character is an incredible character who doesn't have the normal reactions to events like being attacked that a normal right. person would do because you find out through history she's got a very dark past where she was her father was did something awful not to her but in general right. and she is quite a singular uh, brusque hard-nosed uh fascinatingly strong individual so her reaction is totally different to a normal sort of event and and it's quite it part of it is sexualized and there's a sort of a fancy element of being 
attacked in this. Right. It's not. Um, it's quite graphically violent, and then her reaction to it is. It's not black and white. It's quite. It's you know. It's com- very complicated. Yes. And that's what's fascinating about the film that it not doesn't represent the black and white uh, things. And we talked about the O.J. Simpson documentary before, and that and that. The, my, how I sort of equate this to that is in that you suddenly have all over an eight hour documentary have all these stories and realise everyone's got their own motivations and different character f- flaws and stuff like that rather than just one character mm. following one story there's multiple stories going into it and this feels like that as well as all the characters none of them are two dimensional he's successfully created a a film where all the characters are interesting and all flawed and their reactions are different to a normal person's reactions just like it is in real life I think you know there's nothing there's no bad guys and good guys everyone everyone thinks that they're the good guy um, anyway I don't know whether I like the film I think it was a mixture of, sort of half thriller and sort of meandered uh, sort of weird section undertones which I don't really know if I understood what he was trying to do with it Okay. Um, I don't agree that it's a film glorifying uh, 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 you know saying that it's acceptable at all well it sounds like it's a film that's been challenging of received wisdom and portraying an alternative and that's why it's interesting it's challenging but um I think, I, I think there is a. Pro- I think you've hit upon a, a sort of um, common cultural problem at the moment with the idea that the portrayal of anyone or anything has to be uh, a symbol and an allegory for all of that thing. And yes. you just go, no. Yes. Every disabled person in a film isn't representative of our attitudes towards all disability. Every black person in a film isn't, uh, you know, every white man isn't uh, an allegory for all white men in all things. Not everything is an allegory for something else, you know? I I think that's a problem in the way that news is... In order for us to understand things, they have to be simplified into black and white things. Yes. And each story has to be up. The, the bad guy does is does it does this. There's no. It's like the weird thing, isn't it? Where you think a lot of. Um, uh, I always find it quite strange how you talk about kids who are being abused and they're the victims. Yes. And if those kids suddenly become the paedophile, then 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 they're the the villain. You know. Yeah, yeah. And you think, well, where was the story? Where's the it, it, in between? Yes. You cannot have uh, both. And that's maybe not a good example of it, but this is—it's just this is the story of one person's her reaction to that event. And, and by, by be, making it, it be... an unexpected reaction, it's a far more interesting story. And presumably, I mean, I, again, I'm just I'm extrapolating from what you've said. I, I have not seen this film, but generally speaking, with art, that is more interesting, and we can then pick apart, you know, our own preconceptions and things we. We, we maybe have taken for granted or thought were true it's far more interesting it's the purpose of good uh, good art good storytelling yeah. you know rather than just go well we all know this to be the case it is yeah shut up la 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 yeah I think and her performance is absolutely brilliant I mean playing playing a sort of really uh, unlikable protagonist right 
uh, and st- a strong female unlikable protagonist who is also a victim but you never, you never, you, nonetheless you think oh I don't no, you sort of think I should be feeling sympathy with this character but then she's yeah. horrible in other ways and then she's it's, it, that's interesting that's oh, interesting uh, it is a very interesting there's, definitely a, there's yeah. definitely a cultural trend as well to see victims as um, an all-encompassing identity that as soon as something has been done to you that is who you are especially in the context of rape as well yeah you know rape's an obviously incredibly complex and difficult issue especially for people to talk about from outside of the experience and people to talk about from within it but there does seem to be a cultural trend in terms of all of us and how we treat rape victims to be they are a rape victim now so we must we must be careful around them we must do this and we must do that and but in all the time we're trying to be considerate and kind and compassionate and empathetic we are just treating them as well that's all they are to us now you know yeah and that's what's fascinating about this uh, this film i i don't know if I, I i i felt uncomfortable at several points during the film and if i liked any of the characters in it but, but that can was, be that can be very illuminating at what you're uncomfortable about. Yes, I thought it was a very in, interesting film. Okay, well, I think it's a very brave film to make. So I think it's I think there's it's almost as if you want to sort of watch this film and see. It. I, I think it's going and obviously it has in the press. It's had a, a whole. Uh, it's a film that will inspire a lot of different reactions. Yes, depending on your viewpoint and your own personal history. But I do think it's. It is a sp- primarily a story rather than a social comment. I don't okay, know. yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's um, I think it's uh, I, I think it's good that uh, Paul Verhoeven's. You, you know, when you see his name on something, yeah, it's not going to be. <laughs> a, you're not going to get a boring no. film. How many robots are in it? There are no robots. In what? It. Okay, mutants. No mutants. I would give it seven Mariks. Okay, and I'm still, as you can probably guess, trying to sort of get my head yeah it. yeah it's a good film to go and watch with someone and so you talk, can talk, talk about, about it after it. Yeah. yeah okay very interesting well that's L uh, now I think it's time for this Here's an email from Short Film Sunday. They say, Hi lads, went to check out Beauty and the Beast with my fave kids tonight. I'm a huge fan of the animated version. I adore Jerry Orbach as Lumiere in particular, so was well prepared to be disappointed and pick it apart. Disney's record lately with the likes of Into the Woods and Cinderella isn't fantastic. But it's so good. Honestly, really, really terrific. They did a great job of fleshing out the story a bit, so enough little surprises in addition to the well-known story. Very good casting all round. Great fun to see some folk like Hattie Morahan and Gerard Horan pop up in addition to the main cast. Well worth seeing on the big screen for the action bits. Certainly there may be bits people will pick on, but we were well entertained. Enough peril that both kids needed a cuddle with me and their mum, and, tiny spoiler, a good enough kiss to make the five-year-old go, yeah, out loud. Minor complaint that in a not-full theatre, some tall idiot had to sit in front of my niece. Oblivious twat. But we managed, and for sure, best fun I've had at a film in a long time. Cheers, Christine. Um, Beauty and the Beast. 
Yeah, people have been saying it's all right, actually. I'm, uh, I've am i got no real interest. Beauty and the Beast was one that, at the time of all of these, you know, golden era Disney films, passed me by for years. I only saw it last year, I think, for the first time. And it's good. It's a very good musical. Um, but I've no real interest in Emma Watson, and I've no real interest in, in that. So I haven't sort of wanted to go see it. But... Uh, you don't really like musicals, though, do you? So that's not. I don't like musicals. You don't. I don't, don't like action films. No. So an action musical is your worst film. But the the um, Beast of the Disney version is basically one of the best Disney films, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the there's sort of argument over which it is, but many say Beauty and the Beast. I think it's the only one that um, got all the awards and stuff. Um, and I, I think I think Belle is their most successful Disney princess now. Ah. Uh. What other Disney films do you like? I quite like The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I uh, quite like... Uh, I mean, they're all sort of much of a muchness. Aladdin, I think the music's very good, apart from A Whole New World. Um, Little Mermaid's quite good. Hunchback of Notre Dame. All that era, really. Although the ones that came uh, during the Pixar era, I actually like more. So The Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch, when they went back to cel-shaded animation, and you know, mm. and but smaller budgets, and, and therefore smaller, quirkier better sense of humour films really I like Under One Dalmatians oh got a proper old old school golden era stuff right. yeah yeah Under One Dalmatians is beautiful um, the artwork in some of them is absolutely fantastic yeah, well. yeah. lovely penmanship lovely penmanship um, here's a letter Stuart Lewis movies and suede ratings he writes hi fan anglers Merrick David Buddy also as ever a cameo from one of our emergency services, and to all Fandanglies, what is the f- f- what is official name? Uh, Fandanglers. <laughs> okay. I like a ride, mate. Is back to the letter. Okay. okay. Escaping to the countryside, the breeze blowing in our hair. Well, some of us. Uh, hey, buddy, <laughs> lovely, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what style to read this in. I was in a London coffee shop and overheard a table of. You know the types, cold ankles and choked testicles, brains overheating from too much facial hair, running in on their fixed gear cycles with handlebars so narrow their fingers get no support. I think he's talking about... Um, Hipsters. Yeah. Anyway, they were saying they started using bum lizards bought on the Silk Road to st- stave off covert slippings from the bumming man. This is a reference to three weeks ago now. Yeah. The bu- I can't remember what I said. Bum the lizards. Bu- bum lizards. Bum lizards were from uh, Kong Skull Island. And they were... Yeah, okay. Anyway, going back to the letter. This is... I think this is purely about bumming. Anyway, okay. they pop them in their sleeping bags and sleep easy each night, cheeky bastards. He's uh, a lot of stuff about bumming there. What do people want to get? Anyway. Oh, yeah. I sometimes falsely like movies because I have an interest in other things. In this example, cycling. And the movie... Young, the Young Offenders on Netflix a couple of Irish lads and their jolly jaunts through the lovely Irish countryside on a mo- mission a modern day goonie would embark on with a few giggles along the way I enjoyed the flick it's a comedy so they don't torture a couple camping so they don't torture a couple camping by a lake as a cover and the title may have you believe you can relax and watch their escape with the kids I give it seven stews it's because I like bikes should it be less Sorry, I've read it really badly. Is it because I like bikes? Bikes should be less. Fellas, are there any films you rate highly because of the subject matter when actually to anyone else they might be a wee bit poo? <laughs> Love and Kisses, Stuart Lewis. Marley and Me. 
Oh, I hate that film. I really like it. I really like it. Mm. It's about a dog. <laughs> uh, American sports. So anything about American sports I like. Yeah. So things like Bull Durham I might like more. There's some good major league. I quite like them as well if they're good films. Any Given Sunday I like. Yeah. Uh, the Natural. Yeah. I mean, The Young Offenders, I know which one he means. I saw on Netflix, it's got two sort of young Irish blokes with their tops off, I think it is. Right. So you picked it up at the video show. I ordered eight copies. No, I watched and I thought oh, this is going to be about... Th- I thought it was about two thugs. Yeah. It looks like a video about... It's called Young Offenders. Yeah. Sounds like a sort of uh, football factory. That's exactly what I thought it was. I thought, oh, I'm not going to watch that. If if Stuart Lewis is right, it's completely different from that. Yeah. That's interesting, though. It's one of those films where the covers completely puts you off the actual film. Yeah. Because that cover on Netflix looks nothing like what he's described there. There's a, there's a film called... Uh, is it called Scottish Muscle but Muscle spelled M-U-S-S-E-L that seems to have been produced and directed by uh, oh what is her name Elon Musk's uh, perennial wife uh, Tallulah Riley okay so she wrote directed and starred in this film and I haven't seen it Uh, it seems to be a rom-com it stars Martin Compton who's also in Line of Duty Um, but I I remember it because it's got the one of the worst photoshopped posters I've seen in recent years, like cheap as chips, like they've got a mate to do it. Yeah. It's embarrassing. When you've spent all of that time making a film and yeah. you have such a shit uh, business card for people to maybe see it. Yeah. You know, it's a shame. I, I always think it's a shame. But um, no, Tallulah Riley, interestingly enough, as I've just talked about it, is Elon Musk's wife. So this is the girl who was in St. Trinian's and... Uh, Doctor Who and The Boat That Rocked I think oh, okay. and stuff like that and it's a very very odd partnership she was on uh, Saturday Kitchen or something and it started talking about how we're all living in a virtual reality <laughs> and the hosts were like alright yeah on Saturday Kitchen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah anyway um, interesting things you've um, seen a film then yeah I have can I just ask on that last letter because I'm afraid I couldn't understand what you were on about with the bum lizards what was he talking about I think he was referring to the we talking yeah, about yeah but what was he talking about was actually happening with the hipsters I what? just skipped that bit because I thought oh, I was goes on yeah, so too what long. was he on about I'm not giving well we never know oh that's fine fine well, we'll never know we will never know I've seen a film okay I've seen a film recommended by one of our listeners, in fact, uh, back onto the old list, which we are ploughing through at a steady pace now. It's a film called The Parallax View. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, this is an old film from the 70s. Um, It was recommended by Martin Schofield way back in 2016. But um, The Parallax View, for those of you who have not heard of it, is a film starring uh, Warren Beatty, a young Warren Beatty. Um, in it, this is from 1974, and it's part of the director Alan J. Pakula's uh, political thriller trilogy, political paranoia trilogy. I think he called it with um, all the president's men. I which think which is great. And yeah. Clute is the other one, which I've not seen. Yeah. Uh, but the parallax view. It starts with a political assassination in the Space Needle in Seattle. I saw about 15 years ago, I've, and I can vaguely remember some bits of it. And Warren Beatty plays a journalist who uh, is trying to get to the bottom of what happened after 
his uh, sort of on and off girlfriend who was uh, covering the event who was there comes to him saying she thinks uh, someone is trying to kill her because six people who were at the, present in the room when the, when this presidential candidate I believe was assassinated um, have now since died in uh, uh, dodgy circumstances uh, uh, anyway that's how it begins um, and in terms of its story and what you know what uh, these kinds of thrillers there's not much we haven't seen before you know uh, shadowy organisations this goes all the way to the top blah 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 what is it what is but there's something about this film that I think it really should be celebrated as one of the classics when some good set pieces aren't there isn't it the it's not just the cinematography it's the pure filmmaking is just excellent really good I mean the term set pieces we usually uh, use for sort of action or stuff but this they, these are they are set pieces in a way where it's it's in one location and just the ramping up of the tension and the playing of the you know who can see what and they play with the concept of a parallax view very well in the cinematography like a parallax view is the uh, a parallax is the idea of one object viewed from two different directions can seem to have different properties so for instance two people looking at a clock from different angles might see that the minute hand is pointed to somewhere other than each other and that idea is played with a lot in this film the minute hand's pointed at my dick no Marek it's pointed to two oh (laughs) get your dick out of my clock oh um yeah so I hadn't actually seen Warren Beatty, a young Warren Beatty, I don't think, in a leading role before. I I know him from, like, Dick Tracy and yeah. stuff, when he's sort of presumably having a bit of a, a uh, second renaissance, a bit of a resurgence, you know. But uh, he was really good. Where's it set, this? Is it a desert, desert sort of setting? No, well, it's all over the place. It's all over America. But it, it starts in Seattle, as I say, and then he's he's travelling around a bit. Um, so the 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 more sort of desolate, deserty areas of America, I think. Mm. But uh, there's a there's a brilliant bit um, with a dam, and there's a bit in. It's so good, actually. The section in a, a massive conference hall where there is going to be a political rally, but the entire action takes place during the rehearsal of the school band who are going to be playing. So there's no there's it's all the tables and all of the paraphernalia set up, but there's nobody in there apart from this school band, and you know, and it's it's so well shot. And there's also a sequence in the middle where you just go, "Wow, that was that is that is amazing that they bothered doing all of that." Like, I can't really tell you specifics. This is the thing because it's a, it's a thriller where what is the truth is the whole kernel of why you cling to this. But you said you saw it years ago. Uh, yeah, I saw it years ago. I can't remember it to be honest. Cause I, I, I like the. It's got a nice feel to it, hasn't it? It's got. I, yeah. I like that seventies conspiracy feel. Yeah, I, just like yeah. the, I like the way the cat, the grain, of the film looks, and all that. I mean that whether it's. it's, it's I feel nostalgic about it. It's why I like it. But yeah, there is something drawn to these films because look at them. It's um, incredible use of sound as well. Like when when suddenly it goes to a very wide shot of action that can really be quite violent, and you only get the POV 
sound as well. So there's just some, a scuffle going on and you can barely hear anything. And, st- and it's, it's beautifully done. Beautifully done. It reminded me of Chinatown in a lot of ways. You know, it's it's set in a different era, but shot a, you know around that thing. And it's that it's that singular individual obsessed to pursue the truth, even if it means their own destruction. You know, it's that sort of proper conspiracy film. That's what the bumming man should be. Now, the bumming man's been. I think every genre of films at one point or That's another. That's so great. Depending, about it. depending on what we've been talking about last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's he trying to get to the bottom of? Well, that's it. <laughs> the bone man tries he, to get to the bottom. He, uh, he'll that's get. The whole he'll thing. get to the bottom no matter what it takes. Yeah. That, yeah. Conspiracy. It's conspiracy. Yeah, that, I think that's the best one we've come up with. I wonder what it is. Is if if that they they work they work out. You can tell someone's entire um, genetics and the entire what's going to happen to them f- f- through um, the shape of their arsehole. I mean, that would be a, an emergent technology, but a, a powerful one. Yeah. But through the shape of it. The outline of it. The outline. You just need to do a brass rubbing of it. How do you do a brass rubbing of, a sh- of a, an absence? I mean, of it's the, a space, isn't it? We just go right up. Or, or just the edges. The it. edges, the rim. Yeah. A rim rubbing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you put that into the computer and it can tell your future. Yes. I mean, that's... It's logical. It's obvious. Oh, it works. When, yeah, you, think, yeah, yeah. when you think about it... I mean, it, you'd need a supercomputer to do that, those kind of sums. Yeah, but what, what, when, you, when you hear that theory out loud, I mean, oh, it's obvious all along. It's obvious. It's what people have been doing for years. Yeah, yeah. It's so clear. And I've just got a text from Domino's offering me a... A Pete, Pete did on pizzas. Should we get some pizzas? No, no, they've been very aggressive lately. Yeah, they're very expensive, you know. The pizza place has just opened across the road from me, and it's a really good, incredibly tasty 12 inch pizza, three yeah. quid. That's really good. Domino's is 15 quid. Well, I've had quite a few. And they give money to, um, to uh, pro life campaigners and stuff, the owner does. Oh, do they? Yeah. He's, he's one of them. So every. At least I know there's no, not going to be any baby on the pizza then. No, there will be. That's the thing. He wants the baby to be born. Oh, right. So, so what are we going to do with the excess babies? Plow them into the Domino's machine. They don't care about babies once they're born. They're allowed to live in poverty or die in the streets, but it's the fact they're born is the important thing. That would be a good conspiracy. For, for a, a guy rumoured that the, the, the head of Domino's is pro-life so he can put babies onto as, as toppings on his pizzas it's like a sort of soylent green kind of thing yeah or just whole babies on top well no like a lobster there'll on be it. no profit margin on that no you're right I mean you'd need bigger boxes yeah no you don't want to have to have two kinds of box well <laughs> how many babies should you give it what your uh, your bumming man idea or parallax view you know it's um I thought it was really good, and I'd probably watch it again. It, it's, I, it deserves to be amongst those seventies thrillers that we we celebrate. I truly I'm believe. Watch that. I think it is, though. I think the Parallax View is. It, it's not. Well, I've no. read. I've read a very brief thing, and I'm afraid I'm completely out of the loop on this. It's not something I was aware of. That Warren Beatty's personal life kind of diminished how much his movies were celebrated, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what he did. I don't know. I don't know what. what he was, was supposed to be an arse, wasn't he? 
I, I assume so, but aren't most movie stars assholes at some point in their life? Yeah, I expect. Um, I'm going to watch it again. The bum, the bumming man at least punishes assholes, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets to the bottom of it. <laughs> gets right to the bottom and finds out they go all the way to the top. That is a good line. Thanks. Well, I'm a writer, you know, this is what I do. So if you need me to sort of script doctor your script okay, one time, well, you know, yeah. I'd just really like to be involved, you know. I've been there since the beginning, and it, okay. it is your idea. Okay, well. Okay, fine. Uh, well, that's it for this week. Um, please do write to us, filmfandango.com. Follow the links from there. Write us an email and tell us uh, films that you would like to share with the other listeners so we can talk about them and share them. Also, we are looking for the worst film you've ever seen. So even if you can't be bothered to write an entire email, just write in the box the worst film and then write the title and at least then we can get a whole list of things that people think are absolute dreck. It would be fun. We're going to have a uh, worst films ever episode someday soon. Also... Uh, if you'd like to help us keep Film Fandango afloat and running week after week after week, then please click the donate button on filmfandango.com. And everyone who has, thank you very much. Everything you are able to give us is deeply appreciated. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Keep, keep watching, watching the films. films. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.